Middle age. Middle age. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you're feeling fine. Good morning, Michelle. <laughs> How are you? Good morning, Jody. Do you know what? There's a Swedish song. It goes, Good morning, good morning. Good morning. That'll be to you. Yeah, that's good morning, good morning. It's da, yes, da, 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 it. Yeah, because it's from Oklahoma. Is it? Because the Swedes think they made it up. They didn't make it up. That's <laughs> no. Doris Day sings that or someone in... I think it's Oklahoma or Pac- what's that one about everyone dying in the end? Pacific. Poseidon Adventure. South Pacific. Oh, oh I thought you meant the one where the ship goes down. Now, that's anyway. a good film. My daughter watched that with me a few months ago, actually. There has to be a morning after. <laughs> that sounds like Prisoner. Oh, that's Self the song. Cage. That's the yeah. song they're singing when it tips and turns. Oh, and of Jesus. course, you get really attached to Shelley Winters, don't you? underwater oh. swimming cha- champion anyway i won't spoil it for others watch the original don't have. don't watch the uh the new version i think there's a new version okay. forget it god knows ask al Teggett. al where is al do you know what he just got in touch did he he did and well, he didn't get in touch with me well he doesn't like you oh <laughs> al <laughs> Sorry, I just did the weird laugh. Oh, is that the laugh you've been talking about? I don't know. Al Taggart sent me oh, did he a message. Know? Charming. I've only known him since I was about 16. Well, good for you. Russia is one of 41 countries in this year's Eurovision. Hey, thanks, Al. Hey, he came through. I knew he would. <laughs> I said you've earned your keep. So there you go. <laughs> that keep of zero. Yes. He's still on a retainer. He will be paid <laughs> when, when we hit the big time, which will be any day now. Don't you talk to me about retainers. I've just been to the dentist. Oh, what happened, Michelle? Have they punched them all out and started again? No. it's Look, it could just be an age thing. Could be because I think I grind my teeth. But I suspect we all do. In the past year, I think the whole world's been grinding their teeth. But no, they're, they're moving and I got worried. So... I had an emergency appointment at the dentist. Are they like shuffling from one end of your mouth to the other, like piano keys? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, are you in my mouth? <laughs> no, really, it's they're moving and I already have a little bit of a buck tooth, bucky beaver <laughs> smile. <laughs> it's getting worse and it's going to continue to get worse. Basically, they are going back to the teeth of my childhood. Which would you prefer for them to stick out like Freddie Mercury, like sticking right out or in like a rat? In like a rat. No, I'd hate that. Yes. I'd rather have them stick I out than in. Do you? No, I love any teeth. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think that's much nicer. Do I want braces? No, not at really? your age. God. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> at her age. But that could be the only solution. So, Duh. What about just a nighttime retainer like you just said before? Well, I'm going to have to get one of those, a new one of those. So you already have one? Yeah, but it's for grinding. It's for grinding. Just before bed, you've got to you give your, your fiancé a little peck on the cheek and you're whacking all the instruments into your face. <laughs> one to hold your eyes up, one to hold your face <laughs> on, one to hold your teeth in. <laughs> And you're lucky you don't have a, a breathing apparatus. One of my friends, who shall remain nameless, oh has to put on some kind of 
oxygen mask of a night in case she what? dies. It, yeah, I don't know what it is. You put it on and it smokes and it goes. Apparently, it's not very sexy. I was going to say that is a real turn on <laughs> all night long. Yeah, but poor Andreas, you know, because like everybody knows, I'm a, a sucker for a beauty gadget. I've got the the paper that you stick on your face. Are they called frownies? The frownies, yeah. yes, because I think I'm a wild sleeper and <laughs> I think I'm frowning all night. All the expressions that you avoid doing in the daytime for fear <laughs> of getting any wrinkles all happen. They all come tumbling out at night. You're like this. Unfortunately, no one can see what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I, yeah, the frownies, I'm not allowed to really wear them anymore because Andreas doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. And I and I see why. But honestly, I, have you seen those silicon patches? Yeah. Those big ones that like full facial. I sent you some, didn't I? Because I wear those sometimes. I have to stop there because I've got the rash around my eyes. Did you get the cream I sent you? Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's going on ah. daily. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. So fucking dentists. Oh. There you go. Sorry to hear that, Michelle, that your teeth are all first, loose and first swear of the day. hanging out. I was crying. I had a cry this morning. Oh, no. Loose and hanging out. <laughs> are you listening to me? Why are you crying? Dropping, dropping trolley. Oh. Murdered. What are we talking about today, Michelle? What are we talking about today? Well, it's a topic that I get very excited about and I'm actually, I feel quite pathetic that I get so excited about this. <laughs> it's the cleaning episode. Yay. Yay! Do you know, it's so funny that we should be talking about cleaning and cleaners because I don't have a cleaner at the moment. Did have for a little while because, as you know, I work part-time as a carer for my father-in-law and by the time I get back of a Friday evening after spending two nights away, two days away and a night. Cleaning there as well. And all sorts and- of nonsense that I have to do. I'm not going to go into yes. details. We'll need so many <laughs> no. trigger warnings. But I get back and the house has been turned upside down and I and it's an hour and a half drive away and I'm so exhausted. So I've mm. told my husband we need a cleaner. He was reluctant. I said it's cheaper than a divorce. So he agreed. <laughs> I'm not even going to bore you with it, Michelle. It's just so dreary. First world okay. problems, you know, but it does make my life a lot easier. It does. And I never had a cleaner until I lived with Tom. And Tom was the most tidy person, but he didn't clean. He didn't oh. want to stick his hand down the toilet. So we got a cleaner because I found I was doing all the hard cleaning. And becoming resentful. A little. Yeah, you yeah, do. You do. Because the best relationships crumble over the division of household chores. Yes. It's the only problem that I have with my husband. Well, not really, but it's the main one. And it's not enough. I don't want, you know, someone that I'm in a relationship with to say, okay, I'll do the lawn and you do everything inside. No fucking way. No, that's not how it works because I want equal equal division of labor. If it's not happening, the cleaner comes in. Exactly. Better all round. Yes. I that, really hope you find one. That is what it's all about for me, yeah. Saving my relationship. I loved having a cleaner mm-hmm. because although I did find I would clean before the cleaner came uh, a little. That's yeah. a bit silly. And your flat's quite small. I did have a little job last year or year before cleaning a friend's Airbnb, actually, Michelle. Okay. It was quite eye-opening, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, she's quite meticulous, like yourself. 
and loves a tidy space and she was also quite reluctant she didn't she wasn't in the country so she didn't know the sort of people that were staying and on one and I would be able to kind of do a forensic when I came on afterwards and tell her well this person's got long black hair or (laughs) (laughs) or I don't know what happened here last night but I think there might have been a party because once I was going through the bathroom bin and I found Oh. Going through it or just well, I was emptying it. it. I wasn't going through it. I was <laughs> emptying it. And there was no bin bag in there. So I had to get my hand in. Lucky I had gloves on. There was a used condom. There was, uh, what else was there? There was this weird packet. There was a few, like, I think there was a few condoms. Then there was this weird kind of syringe. It wasn't a syringe with a needle on the end, though. It was weird. It Do was, you know what? You had told me about this. And then I found the packaging and I googled it, and it's some kind of—it's what you put down your throat to intubate. Um, intubate. It, it's a—it's a local anesthetic. Like, what yeah, were they you, doing? Yeah, but that's what gay men shove up their asses. Is it? I spoke to the yes, neighbour. Yes, I think so. She said yes. There was some hard partying. There was a oh. bunch of men, Australian, oh. and one woman there. And I was like, oh. Because my friend had said that there was only a couple of guys and that they were profe- young professionals and that they were really had they came with great <gasps> references. But oh my god, there was complaints from oh. the neighbours. And then when I went through the bins, oh geez, I tell you, it was shocking. Oh, that is grim. Oh, that's <laughs> grim. You never know what you're going to find. No. But you know, we do our hoarders episode. Can you imagine being the cleanup person oh. after a hoarder finding a dead body? Oh my god, that's a job as well. Someone's got to clean that up. Yeah, well, we did talk about who cleans up a murder scene yeah. the other week. You thought it was Anton LaVey, but no. no. he just takes the pictures. But cleaning, you know, it is, it's such a fundamental part of life. And people have all different levels of cleaning. People, some people see Standards. mess. Yes, some people see mess, other people don't. I'm always shocked when I, when I walk into people's places. Who, always? No, but when they when when they present as being, you know, very neat, meticulous, never a hair out of place. Oh, I thought you were trying to say that you, just no one else has the sort of standards that you have. So whenever oh. you walk into every person that you know's house, you're just like, oh, oh my, my God. God, do they not wipe their walls down? <laughs> no, I'm not like that. But I'm always really shocked at the contrast between how somebody looks and how they live, how clean their place is, because I... I used to have a neighbour many, 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 many years ago. You know, she was always really well-groomed, really well-presented, but her house was a fucking tip. You know, you'd go in there, it was just shit everywhere and never clean. And it was like she didn't see clutter. She didn't see mess. I, I would just feel like, yeah, just clean your fucking house. Like, clear some shit out. And, you know, it's very judgmental, Michelle. Yeah, I'm judgy bitch when it comes to this. (laughs) I am. I'm not going to say anything else. But I think I've mentioned on podcast that Jen recently moved house. Yeah. And, you know, she'd been in her place for a good 25 years. So that's a long time to accumulate stuff. And look, we all accumulate stuff. It's just a part of life. She knew she was moving, but she didn't know when. So fair play to her. Like she, it was just this vague moving date because she didn't know when she was going to get allocated a new house. 
And when it happened, it was all very fast and she wasn't prepared for it. She hadn't cleared out anything. She hadn't packed nothing at all. And, you know, I think psychologically, it's really overwhelming to go through stuff. It's, It's super overwhelming to have to go through that. And, you know, I think it's... It's emotional, you know, it's really emotional. It's a lot of attachment to things. And I think that once mum realised this is it, like the move's on, game on, you know, she had to then downsize because she was moving to a smaller place. Mm -hmm. And fair play to her, my sister Steph said that Jen, when it came to to the crunch time, she got rid of loads and loads of stuff. And she's moved into this place with hardly any of her old things. She's bought lovely new things. She's happy as a clam. And I think there's a real lesson to us all in having less stuff. God, yeah. That sounds like heaven, I have to say, Michelle, living alone for a start. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking, family. I love them. Yeah, of course you do. But... You know, it's interesting because I remember talking to Andreas's sister and we had been talking about, you know, moving and, and cleaning and all this kind of stuff. And she said, oh, well, you know, I recently just went through the house and did some Swedish death cleaning. Good name. I was like, what the actual <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Because that sounds fucking terrifying, yeah. right? Who puts death in? In that word, Swedish death cleaning. And I was thinking, okay, does she mean that she thinks she's going to die soon? Or does she mean that she's cleaned her house to death? I think it sounds like that's what you do after someone's died. Yes. Yes. Or the forensics have been and gone and somebody has to scrub the outline, (laughs) the blood outline off the floor. Sorry. Oh, Oh, that's awful. (laughs) Oh, Grimola. Yeah. I did think, and I even think I said to her at the time, what? You think you're going to die? That's what you've cleaned the house you for. Said. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, well, I was so shocked. And then there's actually, and and look, I know that I have in the past attributed certain things that my uh, boyfriend's family does as part of a bigger Swedish cultural thing. Yeah. But this actually is because I googled okay, and good. Swedish death cleaning. It's thing. it's really a thing. They even have a word for it. It's called Dustedning, which literally translated means death, death cleaning. cleaning. Nice. So, so there it is. There's your Swedish lesson for the day. Thank you. I can help. But because we were talking about it in, in the context of this crockery that um, Andreas's dad has and, you know, what they were going to do with it. And so all of this came up and it's just, it, it is a real thing. And there's this woman called Margareta Magnusson. Now, she says she's between 80 and 100. What? And quite frankly... She's forgotten how old she is. <laughs> do you know what? I, I don't know if she's forgotten or... How old are you? I kind of like love? her style. Um, 80. Or is it 100? Somewhere... <laughs> so that's 20 years. That's a 20-year yes. gap. It's somewhere between it 80 and 100. I've stopped counting. Or is it that she is a little bit like me doesn't like to admit her age and she wants to be a bit ambiguous. It doesn't matter after 80 though, Michelle. You could be 80 or 100. You're still fucking old. Doris. Cloris. Maureen. Doreen. 
Wesley. Wesley. Tracy. And Stacy. Daniel. Daniel. Bill. Eavesdropping. <laughs> Margaret Magneton. She, she's ambiguous about her age. 20, 20 year sliding scale here. Hilarious. So she wrote this book called The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. How to make your loved one's lives easier and your own life For more after pleasant. you pop your clogs. Yes. And this uh, is what Swedish death cleaning sense. is all about. Yep. Because, And I really like that title because who doesn't want a clean house and who doesn't want a more pleasant life? <gasps> Do you know right? what? I've just realised there is a skip just sitting outside my father-in-law's bedroom window waiting to be filled <laughs> while he's still kicking on. But the skip is there. Come on. Come on. We have to fill it up, Dad. Come on. Get a move on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but you know what? This is the thing. The Swedish, it's a part of their culture. Because I was like, what the hell does Swedish death cleaning really mean? What she says is, once you reach the end of middle age, and actually, I just want to pause here. What the fuck is the end of middle age? What does it even mean these days? When are you or me middle-aged. in middle age? <laughs> well, my father-in-law, back when he was still with it, would say that middle age was 35 because you're only going to live to around what? 70. Yeah. Oh, well, that's very interesting. If middle age was 35, what a fucking crock of shit. Like that that's terrifying to me because yeah. I I think you're still a teenager at thirty five in this day and age. Yeah, but I think everybody mentally I don't think anybody feels middle aged. They do never they? want to own up to being oh I'm middle aged, yes. It's not a label anybody wants. No. I'm a teenager, that's fine. I'm a young adult. Then what? I'm a twenty something. I'm a twenty I'm a twenty something. something. I'm a thirty something. I'm middle aged. Because it's definitely forties, isn't it, onwards. Middle age. Well, I think she sort of says it's it's around 50. 80. <laughs> yes, Margareta's only middle-aged. Yes. <laughs> she, anywhere between 80 and 100. But, um, Somewhere in the middle. Yeah, because I just don't know what middle-aged is these days. Anyway, so she says you should start doing this Swedish death cleaning at the end of middle age, whatever the fuck that is. Right. Or you could start it when you're younger. Or older. I mean, because really what so, it is. Thanks for that, Margareta, because now you've basically <laughs> just said you should start it here, but or you could go before then or after then. So really, any fucking time at all, Margareta. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because when you break down what Swedish death cleaning is, basically you just get rid of all the stuff you've accumulated over the years that you don't need anymore. So nobody has to do it for you yeah, when you die. Best. Plus, you'll be able to better enjoy your life yeah. when you have less mess and clutter to deal with. Yeah. And she's got some top tips. Okay, here, let's hear them. So go to your storage area. What that means is if you've got stuff hidden under the stairs, in yeah. the attic, in yeah. the garage, whatever. So go to those places and pull out what's there mm. and start going through it. Start yeah. getting rid of it all. Because yeah. she says here, and I, lo- I like her style, who do you think will take care of all that when you're no longer here? Mm-hmm. I think about that every time I shove something in my crawl space, so to speak. 
Okay. Do you put is that where you put your children as well? No, <laughs> no, they're not allowed in there. But yeah, I do put things that I no longer want to look at, like Christmas trees and decorations, extra yeah, but bedding. I think that's okay. Um, a lot of your stuff. I was going to say I've got stuff in your crawl space. You have. I'm sorry. I need so, to get and rid same of with Yannicka and Steve, good friends of mine who also left me. They some they stuff. Put some stuff in that. Yeah, in the crawl space. <laughs> what else is in there? All the, the luggage. Lo- Yes, but those are useful things yeah. that you don't want to see every day. I'm glad to have my crawl space, I'm telling you. Because then I can also put, I mean, this morning, even though the weather's not there yet, we are mid to late May and it's supposed to be so hot and sunny. So I've just pulled out all my summer clothes. Yes, but I think that's okay. Look, I think she's talking more about stuff like... There are also things like mulberry, like uh, cards, like lovely cards that I don't want to forget, like all my work colleagues making silly cards. And we used to do a lot of dressing up and make a calendar and things like that on the slow days. So I've got all that in a box and all my photos as well. Okay. So I think what she's talking about is, you know, things that you don't use a lot. Because what you're talking about is luggage, bedding, yeah. Winter and summer clothes I do get storage. It. I don't know why I, think, I just had to reel off everything that's in my crawl space. Why did I do that? Well, because it's on your mind. It's on my mind. It's I've on been your up mind. there today. I've been ferreting around in there. Oh, have you? Little yeah. ferret face. Um, oh, so <laughs> she, no, I think she's talking more about stuff. And I think back to, to Jen and, and stuff she had. You know, I think I've talked to you about she had two ice cream makers. And uh, two microwaves. Why and two? Because they were on sp- on special, oh, and it no, was a she's good a hoarder. Deal. She's no, a white good hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all gone now. It's all gone. Okay. Um, but also things like she had silver that she got given from her wedding. Which Use that. Save Use it good. every day. No, I'm telling you now, everyone, get that crystal out. Use it every day. On a Friday night, pour your wine into it. Get your knives and forks out. I told my parents the same thing when they recently moved. Yes. And I, because I think our generation, we, we don't, don't get silver. Well, it's not even that. We don't have a culture of saving things for good because nothing's for best. Everything is for every day. Yeah. That's the thing. We don't buy... The super expensive crockery to use for every day. We have, we just have the medium size, medium kind of price to cheap stuff because you know it's going to break because you use it every yeah, day. Absolutely. And, and we don't, we don't entertain the way the fifties, sixties housewives used to entertain. Quite frankly, we don't entertain at all these days, do you? <laughs> no, <Not allowed>. no, <laughs> no one's leaving their house. But we don't have that kind of stuff in our lives. You know, we don't have a separate lot of cutlery and good china, you know, we don't have that. It's not part of how we live our lives. So, but certainly, you know, there are, I'm sure people have attics and rooms full of junk, just Mm -hmm. junk that, oh, oh, might use that again one day. Well, do you know what? Get rid of it because if you need it again, buy it again. Yeah, You know, it's not worth it. And she says here, old uh, margareta life will become more pleasant and comfortable if we get rid of some of the abundance mess is an unnecessary source of irritation do you hear that paddy that's my husband (laughs) i tell you what michelle i wholeheartedly agree with her and i've got to say for my mental health i can't handle clutter i can't handle mess. if i walk downstairs feeling quite sprightly 
And I mm. walk into the kitchen and there's crap all over the counters. Things haven't been put away. I mean, yeah, I understand if somebody's just been cooking breakfast, I get that. But it's just stuff, stuff everywhere. People tend to come in from outside and they just dump their stuff. I can't bear well, it. I've just had a night without my husband because he's looking after his dad right now. And everything is clear. The decks are clear and I'm feeling so much calmer. Yes. Well, there's research about this. Step me up. Stats. So this study found that clutter can actually make it harder for your brain to focus on a specific specific task. I get it. Because visually, you're distracted by the clutter. Your brain sees all of this clutter as irrelevant information. So your brain is working harder to sort out what's important (sighs) and what's not. I just feel exhausted thinking about that. Yeah. And, you know, having fewer things to worry about, it makes life more manageable. Yes. Because when there's calm on the outside, there's calm on the inside. Thank you. And I really resonate with this because, and I first realized this about myself when I was at university. And look, I don't know if this is just procrastination or if it really was like a real thing, but I would have to do an essay and I would think I cannot focus on the task at hand unless I have a tidy room. Yep, I totally get it. Yeah, so I think there is a connection between how you feel and and the clutter around you. And, and yep. it makes sense. I mean, on a super basic level, chaos on the outside, you feel on the inside. Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely get that. Yeah, of course. But it's interesting. Margareta says about this Swedish death cleaning, it's not just about dusting and mopping. It's about a permanent form of organisation that makes your everyday life run more smoothly. She says when you go through things, it's it's a, a real pleasure to remember what things are worth, what they meant to you, but you shouldn't leave a mess for other people to clean up. And she says here... Yeah, do you think you're immortal? <laughs> she has all these funny things. Well, she like bloody she is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she's really 110, but she's telling everyone she's 80. But yeah, so, but I think there are, you know, a, a, there's a lot to it for, a lot to be said for paring down all your stuff oh, and getting, God, yeah. getting rid of it. I think that sort of leads me onto this other, which we just touched on before about, why we don't want our parents' stuff. Because I don't want my parents' stuff. I'm sure you don't want your parents' stuff. I know there's some stuff that I want. Yes, but you need to make sure you tell Robin what you want because I have told her. Oh there's this patchwork copper patchwork coffee table. I mean I can, unless I live in Australia though, I can never have those things. Yeah. Okay. See, well that's that's the thing. My nana had loads of amazing stuff. I ended up with two of her incredible prints. I can't remember what they're called now, Tchaikovsky, whatever they're called. They're these, I can't remember the name of the artist, but they're very pop art, not pop art. They're kind of like okay. a woman, it's all blue and she's got a turban, the blue woman. And then there's this Balinese girl okay. that she used to have in ornate frames. But I've got them currently without the frames. Okay. But they, I think I've seen them in your house mm. um, and they're really beautiful, but they are, you know, they really mean something to you and yeah. it's, it's funny because, I mean, it's awful actually because I was talking to Andreas about, oh, we're doing this episode and and I went just through his dad's kitchen stuff and I said, well, you know, if heaven forbid, you know, his dad left this mortal coil, 
I was like, well, we could get rid of that, 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 and that. And he oh. said, yeah. And he was like, well, we can't get rid of the docks. And I was like, yeah, but it's just junk. And he said, yeah, but my mum collected those and right. they really mean something to me. Yeah. And that's the point here is that it's so objective. You know, what looks like junk to me really meant something. Because I was like, okay, that's expensive. We'll keep that. That's yeah. really stylish. We'll keep that. That junk. And actually, I hit a, I hit a nerve. Hit a nerve. You know? Well, I'll tell you something. My dad has in, an incredible piece of, um, it's like a, it must have come from God knows what era. He's got a Viking boat, wooden carved Viking boat just a pit, like a thing that you put on the wall. My brother wants that. That's fine. He can have it. But it's mm-hmm. very special to my dad because of his Viking roots, because we're Danish. Uh, so he's going to have that. But then there's all my mum's stuff that she's got. There's no way I want a little pair, a little row of jeans, just a little man that has no top. is just the bottom. It's just jeans. She's made yeah. fairy gardens. I don't want that. Or a singing frog made of porcelain, like a little, like a little thing made yep. of gum nuts. I yes. don't want that. Sorry, mum. I love you, but I don't want your, your knickknacks. <laughs> no, but this is it. Like, it's really interesting to think about why we put so much. But I do want their crystal. Well, that's it, you know. Yeah. But because they're, because that's the thing, like the stuff that our parents value, it's not what we value. And I think yeah. they don't understand why we don't value it the same way they do. And, and I think that they think they're doing us a favour by bequeathing things to us. Mm. But I think we need to be really clear about Yes to that, no to that, without hurting feelings, you know. Exactly. You've also got to remember that those things that do remind you of your loved one that's now no longer with us, that's not them. You no. can, You will have your memories as long as you have memories. Yes. That singing frog doesn't make you... That doesn't make me think of my mum. No. But unfortunately, we are in possession. Paddy's mum, who is no longer with us was a potter she would um she made lots of beautiful pottery plates mugs cups yeah, vases i've seen i've and seen it's beautiful her it's beautiful she made a set of plates cups bowls for all of her children paddy's mm-hmm. never made it here but that's probably a good thing so we can have it at some point because every other piece that we do have of his mum has broken Chipped, chipped whatever and yeah. every time that happens there's extreme sadness it's like he's losing his mum all over again every time he chips or breaks a pot or a glass or, or a mug yeah but do you remember when we were in berlin and i was buttering some kind of toast or something at, with susanna and the plate broke and i said oh my god susanna i'm so sorry she was right in front of me i, I it wasn't like i was handling the the plate badly it just it broke and she looked at me and she said, don't worry, it's okay. And her, she, I saw her face go white and I said, what's happened? She said, that was my grandma's plate. And <gasps> she was trying to hold in this oh, sadness. No. And I just wanted the ground to swallow me up. It was heartbreaking. I felt so terrible about it because, like you say, that plate is not her grandmother. But that was something that she was using every day. And every time she probably thought of her grandmother, every time she put that yeah. plate down. But sadly, that plate is going to break. I mean, you weren't playing Frisbee with it. No, I wasn't. It goes into the dishwasher. Or if it doesn't go into the dishwasher because it's so precious, then it gets used. Because we like, we're the generation that likes to use things. 
Well, otherwise, where's that plate going to go? It's going to go under the stairs or in the crawl space and you're not going to look at it. So you look at it and you use it and you just have to separate yourself. Otherwise, there's more sadness to come. Don't keep it if it's going to make you sad when it breaks. Because things will break. But, you know, we, Andreas brought uh, his grandmother's bowls from Sweden uh, back to Switzerland. And we don't use them every day, but we always bring them out when, you know, friends come over for dinner. It's not like it's for good. And, you know, one got chipped and the gold is coming off the edges. But we use them and we love them. And we know that they will break and we will feel sad when they do. But I do think it's better to get the use out of it mm. than to just have them sitting there and be too scared. Live in the moment. Yeah. Burn the candles. Use the nice sheets. Do all of that stuff because every day is for good. Every day is use the, the stuff for best because you, as, what was it, L'Oreal? You're worth it. You're worth <laughs> it. But we you are. are. worth it. I think the Swedes have got it down. Clear your shit out. Don't leave it for other people because it it will not only help your loved ones, but it helps you. I've heard my mum on the phone telling me how happy she is. She loves her new place and she's gotten rid of so much stuff. So it's like, a good feeling. Big up, Jen. Big up. Big up. Eavesdropping. Uh, eavesdrop, eavesdrop. Wow, wow, wow. Just eavesdropping. Wow. Eavesdrop. Big up. But then, you know, there's also cleaning. I love cleaning. I love it and I hate it. Yeah, I hate And we're not it. talking Swedish death cleaning, but... But I like things to be clean. I don't know tidy. why. I don't know why I get so crazy about it, but you are a little bit like this too, because just a few weeks ago, we had a half an hour conversation about... about toilet brushes? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> which design is better? Is By the is, way, I got rid of all of my lime scale in all of my toilets. How and did I you do that? Toilets. Uh, there, there is a product, and it's just one that you bought. You buy off the shelf. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I bought something from Amazon, which you pour down, and it, yes, and it kind of foams up. I can't remember what it was. It might have been something that you recommended, and then I, I'm kind of keeping on top of it with something very toxic. Now I'm a bit of a greenie, and I do like natural products, but they just don't get rid of hard lime scale. No, they don't. And I was looking so rancid. Yeah, okay. And what about the toilet brush? Oh, what the brush. design did you go for in it the It looks end? like a tongue, okay? It looks like a <laughs> silicon tongue. I spent a lot of money on this toilet brush. It's silicon and it's got, it's like a spiky tongue with lots of like sticking out bits all around it. And you okay. kind of slot it down and you shove it in. It doesn't feel like it's doing anything. But is it doing anything? It's hard to know. Okay. Because I blew up the... I blew up the the toilet bowl, so what? I blew it up with the with the bleach stuff, so now it's all clean. Oh yeah, okay. So I am, okay. I'm staying on top of it with that new silicon tongue. I like to call it the the toilet bowl tongue, the toilet <laughs> tongue, the toilet tongue. But, <laughs> Let's market it as the toilet tongue. But you know, I had never seen this particular design of toilet just brush. licked look. No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. honestly you would do very well on RuPaul's challenges the just Thank look you. look but 
I we had a fantastic toilet brush, but it was so ugly. And I said to Andreas, we need to get rid of that and get an attractive toilet brush. Yeah. So we got one that's like in a beautiful ceramic kind of holder and it's gorgeous copper like handle. But it doesn't matter how pretty brush. it is when there's bits of shit hanging off the end of the <laughs> shell and toilet wet toilet paper. <laughs> Honestly. Oh well, I just did the laugh. <laughs> you did the Anyway, <laughs> but this toilet brush, it just doesn't cut the mustard. It just, oh. it's, this, it's all, this, it's a bit shit. It's all looks and no, no, uh, no action. No action. But, but I'll tell you what it is. It's just, it's just a big fairy head of, br- of bristles, right? Big fuzzy Are they head. plastic? Yeah, they're plastic. So they've got a bit of oomph to it, but it's not shaped to get into the, the crevices of you want the a toilet. Tongue. You want a silicon tongue. I want to get a tongue in there. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I would feel satisfied with a silicon soft tongue. It's, it's not satisfying, but I no. do think it might be staying on top of things. I well, mean, it may be. Top top reviews on Amazon. Top dollar. You know, we used to have this toilet brush which was fantastic. The bristles were a good shape. They were a good strength, so you felt a bit of resistance on the bowl and then it had like a second piece that goes under the rim, you know, like a fuzzy, Ooh, a, a fuzzy. Double. Yes, I know. It's what you're a double about. header. But I'm thinking of a natural bristle for like Ew. a brush. Yeah, I think no. a natural brick. Yeah, I think. I don't a natural think so. Bristle I think you need good. plastic because you you want to like rinse that shit off. Rinse it clean. Yeah. Yeah. Pl- plastic. Can you not just I mean, pop it in the dishwasher? I'm not putting a shitty brush in a dishwasher, (laughs) Geordie. That's very high temperatures, Michelle. But that's very unhygienic. You don't mix your your bowls. You don't have the (laughs) – oh, no, just no. No, 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 no. All right, well, now we know. I'm in the market for a new toilet brush. Any recommendations, please ping us a line to hello at eavesdroppingpodcast.com. Thank you. Look, I'm, I'm obsessed with cleaning products. I, I love them. I get excited about them. This has been a long-standing love for me, going all the way back to when I was in a group house and I first discovered No Name Exit Mold. Okay. Now, it changed my life because we were living in some shitty, damp share house. The ceiling of the bathroom was covered in mold and it used to upset Ooh. me. Yeah, it yeah, would yeah, upset me. But you know what? A few sprays of the no-name exit mold. It was like brand new painted ceiling. Just think about your lungs. What was in that stuff? I don't care. But, but, <laughs> what's, but what's worse? Yeah. Mold, mold breathing in. Yes. You know, all of it's bad. So it was absolutely fantastic. Since then, I realized that cleaning products can change your life, can change mm-hmm. your mood. And I now am obsessed. So I remember... It was actually when I had the cleaner in London and she recommended Via Carl. That changed my life because I had never found a good cleaning product in the UK. And this one gets rid of hard lime scale. It's great for the kitchen, obviously great for the bathroom, great for everything. You just it just smells zip, zip, zip. nasty. Oh, I don't like the smell. I, I don't mind that. I actually like the smell because it makes you feel like it's doing something. It's a little okay. bit like bleach makes you feel like it's doing something but then do you never feel guilty about the ecosystem though when you're pouring that stuff down the toilet I do I really do Mm. and I have thought about trying to have 
you know, like more use more eco brands. But like you said, vinegar, bicarb, bicarb, yes, lemon. And I've done all of that, but it just doesn't work. Or am I doing it wrong? Because I remember my friend Felicity, she told me, right, you get vinegar and water in a spray can, you put your bicarb on your stovetop, yep. spray it on, it bubbles up, you just wipe yep. it off. Well, nice. it didn't work for me. What was okay. I doing wrong? I don't know, but I'd, I need to clean my oven, so maybe I'm going to try that. Yeah, do it. Do it. And, and Thank you, you for know. the natural tip. Well, here's another natural tip. So I absolutely love magic sponge. Do you know magic yes. sponge? Yes, I've tried them. I don't get on with them. Why? What is it? Well, how do you use them? Well, it depends what you use it for. So we have an induction stovetop and it's glass. And if you get the magic sponge, the magic sponge takes off all the like gunky, like stuck on crap. Do you have to wet it first? Yes, I wet it. Um, I like a microfiber cloth. They sit, they're my favourite things for glass and, and also all kinds of surfaces. I do like a microfiber cloth. I think they're fantastic. But I, and this is not very eco, for me, just a bit of paper. A bit of paper is what works the best, especially. That is eco because then you can recycle it after. Yes, no, that's Vine- true. But vinegar, in fact, I do only wash my windows with vinegar and paper. Straight vinegar? Oh, no, no, I think I dilute it. Does that work for windows? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll give that a go because I I really struggle with um with with cleaning window cleaners because some of them leave streaks. I don't like a streaky window. Like a streak, no. Nobody likes a streaky window. No. But back to magic sponge, it will it is amazing. You can use it on glass. You can get scuffs off walls. You can. I mean, I don't ever use it on wood because it will take the varnish off. Okay. But I use it for everything. But at the restaurant, uh, when you've got really super heavy duty like cooking, Andreas mm. found this amazing natural way to clean all the gunk off a glass or a ceramic stovetop. You get an, a sugar cube and it's not one of those quick dissolving ones because that will be fucked. You get an old school sugar cube. Yeah. Just one drop of water on it. And uh-huh. you just... Sounds like you're about to have some absinthe or something. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, my God. I could actually drink an absinthe right now. I would love oh that. No, and you just use this uh, sugar cube and it takes... It's like magic sponge. It takes everything off oh. the stovetop. Yeah. So it's a sugar cube, a firmly packed sugar cube, a white sugar cube, let's call it, with a drop of water in the middle of it. We just drop it on. So it's got a little bit of... Moist. Moisture. And you use the, the cube and you just rub the stain, the offending, offending stain. Is that what you do? Yeah. Amazing. It is amazing because I said, that's not going to work. It worked. It, I was Amazing. It was amazing. And then in Europe, not in the UK, you can get this stuff, changed my life, called Chanticleer. If you ever see it, buy it. It's amazing. It cleans everything it's what every italian mama will tell you is the best cleaning product in the world and you can even spray it on your clothes to get stains out Uh but it's not eco it's not eco-friendly and i do have guilt about that but i do have the eco egg for my washing oh yeah i want one of those you just chuck the egg in and your your clothes come out fantastic 
I tell you what's really terrifying. Oh, actually, before before I tell you what's really terrifying, yeah. In Sweden, they use this thing called grön soppa, which is basically yeah. green, green soap. soap. And they use it for everything. It's like the miracle stuff. We always put it in our luggage and and take it with us when we when we leave Sweden. And it just is absolutely brilliant. Any Swede will tell you it is their go-to for cleaning floors, you know, cleaning sounds amazing. Whatever. No, it is really really good. But what I was going to tell you is really terrifying, and it's not terrifying oh, at all. Go on then. People give me cleaning tools. <laughs> what is that? What do you think that says about me? Because they know that you're really anal. No. Do you think? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because recently a friend gave me this. They know thing. you're uptight. Went... No. <laughs> oh my god. I'm joking. You no. are such a bitch today. <laughs> um. She gave me, she went to Italy and she found this thing. Like imagine a hand with the fingers spread out and then it's... Like uh, a webbed hand. Like a webbed hand and then it's got these, but you can clamp the the things shut. What's she on about? Oh, this is to clean your Venetian blinds. blinds. I've seen yes. those. Yeah, they're pretty good. I've never seen those before. And she said, hi, I thought of you. And I, she said, I got you a present. And I got really excited. And then she pulls out this blind cleaner. And I'm like. Is it just that she knows you've got blinds? I don't have blinds. Oh. But do you know what? I'm always going into pharmacies and supermarkets in foreign places when we could travel. That is great fun. Is there some kind of secret cleaning product that I don't know about that is going to change my life? And sometimes you come across crazy good stuff, even sponges. I really struggle with sponges Mm -hmm. because the cleaning cloth arena, there are so many. Like you said, there's a microfiber. Then you've got like a normal sponge for cleaning. Your face, you're looking at me like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) I can't believe that you are going into great detail about sponges. I get excited about sponges. I get excited about cleaning. I don't know why. Do you think we need a psychologist to examine this? Perhaps. I can't think what what it might be. I was I got so bored listening to you talk about sponges that I'm just okay. perusing the internet and okay. I've come across this story about okay. somebody's first day as a cleanup crime scene cleaner. Oh, tell me about it. What did she say? She? He? I don't know who it is. The first day on the job in the States, they've walked into this house and there was a rape and a murder. Oh, my God. Murder. They met the family of the victim uh, they showed them where they needed to go and get away from the rest of the family, like to so go into the, the master bedroom, which is where the crime was. Uh, there was no dead body in the room because that had already been taken away. Thank God. Yeah. Because you and don't want to be... photographed and documented and the evidence had been gathered. The police have, fa- have finished now. So then after the police have gone, yeah. I think the family then have to employ these cleanup crews, because I did notice when I was looking at the internet just now, there were loads and loads of American companies with biohazard suits, fully trained, got the PPE that will come in and clean up your crime scene because the police won't lay that on. Hang on. So the family have to pay? Yeah, so, I think so. In so the basically, States, I don't know what the what it is in the UK. So your, your loved one's been murdered and then you uh-huh. literally have to pay got to, to yep. clean the blood off their floor? Yep. Fucking hell. Or you do That's it yourself. That's not nice. Well, you're, no, I'm not getting the marigolds on for no. that. 
That's horrible. So they are just there to scrub out the physical traces of the tragedy so the family could sell the house and move on. So the boss comes in and pulls out a box cutter, which is like a, what's that usually called? What do we call that? A Stanley knife. knife to excise moldy sections of drywall. Press his knee to the top of the mattress and methodically cut the bloodstains out in neat squares like he was slicing a piece of cake for a birthday party. Can I just stop you there? Yes, do. Who's using that mattress? No one's going to use the mattress again. Burn it. Well, why is he cutting it out? Why is he even bothering to And then like- he does the same to the carpet. He cuts out bits of uh, carpet that uh, has bloodstains. Okay, again. And then this new person has to go into the bathroom. They've got to clean up the fingerprint dust that's there around the white sink in the counter. And it's like really hard to, to it's like really slippery kind of dust that stick, clings on yeah, like black yeah, mercury. Yeah. Okay. Soot. They, they find out later that uh, they, they were cleaning inches away from the rack that held the towel that contained the murderer's DNA. And <gasps> it was used in evidence against him at the trial. Oh, my God. So basically, there's loads of fingerprint dust to get off of washers and dryers. The murderer, in this case, had washed their clothes after killing the victim. Is that... I wonder if that's normal. I I don't know. Who has time? Who thinks, oh, I'm just going to wash, do some washing at the the murderer victim's house. Jesus Christ, I can't even speak. But can I say, is this the budget cleaning? Because A... Fucking burn that mattress. B, rip up the carpet because... Rip up the carpet. Imagine imagine renting that out. Oh, why is there a square of carpet missing here? Oh, oh, what are you going to say then? I mean, I do, I do recall. Do you remember there used to be this amazing estate near Elephant Castle called the Haygate Estate? And one of my ex-husbands had a friend who lived there and he, had a, he was given a flat on the Haygate Estate. They've all been moved out and given different because it got knocked down but pre it being knocked down this gentleman who I once met had a flat in the Haygate estate a little one bedroom flat cute enough it was a bit weird and hard to find because it was all is brutalist architecture yeah and you didn't know exactly which lift to get into to get to which floor because everything looked the same so you weren't sure if you were in the right section anyway once in He'd done it really nicely. He'd put the new wooden floor down, but he did say that when he'd moved in, the person who lived there before him was an old man and he had lay unnoticed dead on that floor for many months before no. he was, it was finally realised that he'd passed away. So even though somebody else had gone in to clean up, yeah, the shadow of the man was still on <gasps> the floor. So no! this chap had to... Not only scrub it, he had to buy a new floor to put over the top. That's not nice. Over the top? Over the top of the stained concrete or whatever it was, the stained flooring underneath. Oh, but why didn't you just get rid of that shit? I'm sorry. I wouldn't, I would not want to just. No, it was the flooring. Like he'd gone through the carpet. He'd gone through the carpet. The the the, fluids. The the dead man. (laughs) The fluids had of the, oh. in the shape of this man's body had gone through the carpet and into whatever the floor was made out of, concrete probably, because no. it was a, a I flat. Thought, oh, God, I thought you meant there was like... He couldn't get fluid, the shape fluid, of the man out. Fluid shape of a man it was. In, the, in floorboards. No. Oh, and then he just popped some floorboards over the top. He had oh, to put floorboards God. over the top of the concrete. Jesus. 
Yeah. Oh, that's not nice. I wonder no. if that has a smell. I, I would imagine it did at the time. Imagine. You'd have I to mean, do some serious fumigating. Yeah, you would have to put like minimum bleach on, like at a minimum yeah. you'd put bleach on and there must be yeah. some kind of serious corrosive <laughs> acid or something. But how, I mean, w- would you live in, in a place where you know somebody had died? That's the thing, Michelle. In this country, yeah, uh, gr- Great Britain. Not where you live my, at the moment, not your place. Oh, yeah. My, my house is from the 1930s. It's been done up a few times, but I'd say people have probably died here. You never know, do you? Well, our nana died. Most people probably have died in a house. Our nana died in my sister's bedroom on Good Friday when oh. she'd come to visit us for Easter. Oh, so she, she wasn't expected to die? No. She had come to visit us for Good Friday and I'd made a scene about my favourite knife and my sister had taken it. And meh, meh, meh. Knife? So, knife. It had a pearl handle. Everyone wanted the pearl-handled knife, but I got given the green-handled knife. These are the, the, the tragic tales of childhood. And I made a scene, and and my nana, I was always the favourite, and I got the pearl-handled knife. You made knife. damn sure of that. <laughs> and so, anyway, there was a scene because mum was like, you know, we've got to treat the kids equally, blah, blah, blah. Nana went off in a half. Well, nana had a heart attack and died. That was it, yeah. Oh, Michelle. Yeah. Was I responsible? I've not, Do you know what, Jody? I've never even thought that I was responsible until this very second wow. for giving her a stress stress heart attack. Fuck. Because, I, you know, I've got my issues with my granddad. What do you I mean? I feel to blame for the death of my granddad. Why? Well, I don't want to take away from your story, but it's very <laughs> it's bloody okay. similar. It's very similar. What happened? We, we had to move house. We were going to move into the the basement of their house because we had some financial problems at this point but at the last minute we had a reprieve and my dad got a job running the holiday flats but also rebuilding them where we lived for many many years in Casey's Beach but on the day that we were moving everything out of my grandparents house and into our new house yeah I mean my granddad did loads of runs like with loads of bits of wood and like furniture with my dad back and Mm -hmm. forth back and forth to our new place and then I said oh please can we can we bring this and it was my rocking horse that they'd given me when I was about four okay and I was about 11 or 12 at this point so I didn't really use the rocking horse much I barely fitted on it but I was like oh yay you know rocking back and forth I love this oh please granddad please can you take the rocking horse back and my nana said no Charlie you'll have a heart attack (gasps) don't do it it's too much you've done enough today but of course, I pled with him. I was like, please, oh, please, God. please. And so he did. And then he put it in my room and I rocked away on it. And I didn't even say goodbye to granddad. And off he went. And then an hour later, my mum gets his phone call, drops the phone, gets my dad, leaves me and my brother alone for the very first time in our lives at home for hours, oh hours God. and hours. And when I finally get, I kind of rang them at my grandparents' house. And I was just, t- I was told by my dad, I think, or my mum, whoever answered, they didn't sound right. Yeah. And then they came home. Oh, my God, I feel so sad about this. Anyway, they came home and told me that my granddad had died. And, of course, for years, yeah, I blamed myself because the last thing I heard my nana say was, you'll have a heart attack, and that's exactly what happened. Oh, my God. He went God. home and had a heart attack. I know. Fuck. But then you equally, 
you know, had a similar situation. Who found your grandmother? My mum. Oh, how awful. Yeah, because the thing was that she was in the bedroom and she had the door sort of open. And I remember that morning skipping past, literally skipping, skipping past and looking in on Nana and thinking, oh, Nana's still asleep. And, you know, mum was there making breakfast for four kids. And then, or maybe, maybe I've got this wrong. But anyway, mum went in, found her, had to call the police and, yeah, explain to us all, Nana. How devastating were you all? How awful. Well, we didn't have a very close relationship with her. It was quite unusual for her to come and stay. But, Mm. you know, I remember mum saying, actually, it's probably for the best that she died here because she lived on her own and she could have been like that guy never been found for months you know I did just think that when you were saying it you know it was probably Mm. a safe place for her to be yeah I mean it I can't believe I've never really connected the dots before this conversation that maybe my argument and me being a petty little bitch about that pearl handled knife stressed her out to the point where I gave her a heart attack it's an unfortunate coincidence, Michelle. It's just an unfortunate but do, coincidence. But do you feel like that? Well, I did for years and years, but I was a 12-year-old. I was yeah. 11 or 12 years old, and he was everything to me, my granddad. Yeah. Everything. We were close. Oh. They lived around the corner from us. Jesus. So not only did I have to cope with losing him, and he was the first person in my life to have passed away, mm. but I also felt guilty. In fact, I don't know if my mum will remember this, but months, maybe even years later, I would wake up crying God. and and say it was my fault. And she would tell me it wasn't my fault. You know, it wasn't my fault. He did too much that day. The yeah. last thing, he, he may have had that heart attack, whether he brought the rocking, the rocking horse, or, horse not. or not. But I just wish that I'd had said thank you yeah. and at least give him a, him a hug and a kiss and said goodbye. I wish I'd done that. Oh. <sighs> You can't, oh. you can't take, you can't change history, and you you can't, and you can't blame yourself either. You mustn't blame yourself because you don't know. But it is a lesson. It is a lesson that maybe you could have learnt back when you were. How old were you when you died? <laughs> when, Look, when she died, I I think I must have been six. Six. So you're too young. You're too young Seven, to learn those lessons. Maybe yeah. I don't. know. That was too young. But it is a lesson for me as a, as an eleven or twelve year old. To not take people for granted and to think of others a little more. So that was my first moment in empathy and and thinking about other people rather than myself. Because I, like you, I was also a little princess being adopted. (laughs) I was revered by my nana, obviously. She never had a daughter. She only had my dad. And she loved a waif and a stray. So yeah, so you were you were the, yeah. the, the it, the it and the all. Well, I didn't think our cleaning episode was going to end no, up I like know. this. <laughs> I tried to take it down a dark path, and it ended up going down a very sad path. Well, let me just reel it back in by saying, if you want any advice on sponges, please get in touch. <laughs> For future cleaning tips, I will get in touch with you. And also, there is a, a Swedish book which has all of those sugar cube eco tips it's called, oh i want that oh can you tr- yeah it's translate called e- it yeah maybe eco tip set and actually I they have it. an instagram i will put the link to the eco tip tip set tip tip set eco tip set on uh oh, on the show notes for anyone who's interested oh, I love it. 
Send your hints and tips to eavesdropping. Hello at eavesdropping.com, eavesdroppingpodcast.com. Thanks, Michelle. Oh, That's thanks, been Geordie. a lovely little light relief. We'll get back to the darkness next week. Absolutely. Okay, and until <laughs> then, keep on keep eavesdropping. 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 Eavesdropping.